us, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. Elijah. <laughs> Elijah saw a vision, a prophecy. And he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But even when he heard the sound, the Bible says, he went back and put his head between his knees and was groaning, weeping. Now, the Old Testament didn't give us the graphic example, you know, description of what is really happening. It was the book of James that gave us, he said, Elijah is a man of like passions. And he prayed earnestly. So we understood that that thing he did wasn't just because people thought Elijah just did one thing and came out and decreed the word of God and the heavens were shut. No. The Bible gave, gave us the correct analysis of what took place that Elijah was a man of like passions and he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. That God should shut the heavens for three and a half years, it was shut, and that it should be open, and it's open. See, if you have not prayed enough, if whoever has not broken out from your belly, your, the word of God in your life will not be powerful. It's not as if the word of God is not powerful, but in your life, it's not powerful. It's not as if God is not powerful, but in your life, it's not powerful. I speak from experience. I remember those days when I was in campus. I had a roommate. Sister, I had a roommate. I preached to this guy. Preach, preach. I'm good. You know, we can go into logic. That's why gospel is not logic. It's not that you jumble scriptures together. Like the people that gave their life to Christ. I didn't really preach much message. But anybody that is here this night, even if you are non believer, you can feel the presence of God. You can feel that what we are doing is genuine, that God is here. So when somebody says, Come and give your life to Christ, you actually know that there is God here that you are giving your life to. Or rather, that you are receiving His life. Those days I preached to my roommate. I preached for long. Told the guy to give his life to Christ. Nothing happened. We did argument, argument. We used scripture, scripture. Used many things. Because those days we are told <laughs> we are told preach the word it will work the people will get born again preach the word I preached it the guy didn't get born again it, now one day I decided he had many arguments you know those sort of questions people ask you about the scripture you just know they don't want to be born again you know like why did God put that tree in the garden of Eden when he knows man will sin why didn't you rush Eve and you know, remove the food from, from her hand? You know, that sort of question. He, he started asking me those questions. And I went back, I did many studies. I was able to manipulate my... I didn't know how I manipulated my way through. And I answered him. When we finished, that very day, it took five hours. I finished lectures around 12 to 1 a.m. We finished by 5, 6 in the evening. So he agreed that I'm correct and I said, I, I give your life to Christ. He laughed at me and said, Do, do, letter, letter, letter. I mean, I just won an argument. 
with the Bible, with the scriptures. I want an argument. The very reason why I'm even doing that thing is for the guy to be born again. But the guy, that he agreed on every other thing, but the, the crux of the matter eh, is the one that he refused. And he laughed at me, laughed me to scorn, and left. I don't know if you have felt bad. I'm not sure. I felt so bad that day. I felt so bad. Say, what type of Christianity do I even have like this? I thought they said, please. I did my best. So, out of frustration, I went asking God, praying, 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 small, small prayer, you know, small, small prayer, small, small prayer to find out. Suddenly, I remember that I read a book. Where I think he's there, uh, is he John Wesley or somebody that prayed, Give me souls or I die? Is John Wesley? John Knox. He said, Okay, that one said, Give me Scotland or I die. Now, I, I, I heard that. I said, Let me use it. Let me see if it will work. Since they said it worked for them. So I went into prayers. Guess what? I, you know that in the first preacher said, if there are things, if you don't do it in this campus, you don't have a future in God. Though. There are things if you don't do in campus space. You say if you leave, leave to where? The world outside is harder. I have my friends here. They can give you a graphic example of the Babylon. The Babylon world system. It will swallow you. This thing you are doing, you think is Christianity. They won't find you again. They will find you. I, I, when I was doing this service, I had friends. I had, I had leaders that knew the word of God back and front. That we are on fire for Jesus. I don't mean that if they are zealous, they go to fellowship all the time. No, I mean raw fire. A lady will touch you and fire will come on you. Your fellow lady. We went for rural rugged. And all kinds, everything was open, all kinds of things. Ladies, a year plus, almost two years later, I went to Lagos. I saw them. Their fire has gone. They said, I was their prayer secretary those days. They said, pray you, give us fire. Give us fire. May that not be your testimony. Back to what happened with my friend in campus. Do you know that I said, let me pray that prayer. I prayed and fasted for six days. Six or six. I'm not sure I've really fasted like that before in my life. But the thing disturbed me so much that I had to do that. Not as if I planned to. I said, oh God, give me this soul or I die. Imagine me that my exam, I should be praying for my exams now. I didn't graduate with first class, so I should have been praying to graduate with first class. I should be praying for money, because those days, let me not tell you these stories. And, but I was praying so that I felt so bad. The reason why you decided to be like this is because the condition of your neighbor has not touched you enough. You are a wicked person, that's why. No. <laughs> when we say, when, if I use the Bible and, and analyze to you who is a wicked man, you will be shocked. You think is that person going to the shrine? No, you don't know a wicked man. The wicked man is the man that knows the will of God and refuses to do it. A man that knows that God needs help and refuses to give God help. 
He said, God's merosh will protect our cause. For when God needed help, he folded his arms. He refused to help God. He said, God's merosh will protect our cause. When I finished that prayer, it was during our camp meeting. So I left for camp meeting and I went and do you know what happened to that guy? One of those days, he has a girl, he's checking. Camp is campus setting. The girl is a part of the fellowship. I don't want to call the name of the fellowship. I'm not interested in the name. So when for the first time the girl said come to fellowship, the guy dodged. The girl, he went for a second time. The guy said, Come to the lady said, Come to fellowship. The guy finally agreed. Went for the first time, went for the second time. The third time, he collected number. He has scoped the lady, even the lady has fallen. So, don't think the lady won him or he didn't win anything. Didn't win anything. But at least she tried. What she did was that at least she brought her brought him to fellowship. So the that very last day that he has finalized now how the lady will come and visit him and all those things. You know how it happens. I know you are holy people that you don't like hearing this sort of thing. I believe you are more holy than you. I'm holier, far holier. If we tell you our works of holiness, we are the people that have no hugged sisters like this. Is a crack my I feel I'm going to hellfire. But I have to tell you reality truth. It will set you free. I know they don't tell you they hide it and then you enter into trouble. The lady the guy came that day and that's why he, I beseech you you must have fire to deal. All I, the only reason why I'm saying this thing is that it is it is a case of nonchalance. It is a case of I don't care what happens if you don't have fire. You have the world in one hand, you have the fire in the other hand. If you have only fire, it's wrong. If you have only world, it's wrong. It's the spirit and the world. It, without it, I'm just giving you the reason why is is not balanced for you to just have one. That way the Holy Ghost was moving in the meeting like this. He was moving, moving. So the fellowship president just went to the guy and he was hanging one side now. Just like I noticed a few guys, they are just hanging as if they are not part of this meeting. See, let me tell you one thing. Unless it's not me that is in charge, I'm, I'm not the one leading or praying. You don't come under my atmosphere. I carry atmosphere. I know you don't believe it that human beings carry it. I carry my own atmosphere. Once you come under my atmosphere, you are implicated. If you you are you might be doing it doesn't touch you. Me, I know you touch is entering, is entering. You are doing that is entering. It's when you now enter your room, something will hang on you. Your eyes will be open, especially people that are filled with logic Bible. An angel will appear to you before you like this. All your logic will disappear. Uh, yes, it's because you don't have an encounter. That's why I was like that before. Until a demon will appear to you and say, I am the demon in charge of Park Lane. And you are disturbing me. That day, if you don't know the God that says, you will know what you say with that day. It's because that's why you are behaving like this. That's why you don't want to have fire. 
have God has made you come and told you, I have time to disappear here. I have time for, and you are looking at them, you are sharing what? That is not, I'm telling you what I've experienced though. A guy that, that was a deadly cut is met me. In fact, he was so deadly that he, he, he climbs mountain with his back. And you go to the mountain, be on top of the mountain, and use nail and knock and and know the names of people on that mountain and knock them there. He was that dangerous. They killed people. They caught. They did many things. So he wanted to. Jesus was convicting. He wanted to come back. This guy, I'm telling you, was born again in. You know. There is one, the biggest holiness denomination in Nigeria. That one you are thinking about. Is that one. The biggest holiness. He was born there. The guy met one of our presidents those days and said, See, see, see my problem. He told half. To know, you know, eh, if people have problems, they can have 50 problems. They will come and tell you one. To know if you can even solve one. If you can't solve one, they will say, Kai, let me go. If you can't solve this small one, should I even tell you about the big one? Let me leave you. This one can't do anything for me. He went and told the guy, the guy shared scripture and said, Let me pray with you. See, let me tell you, it's not all prayer that is powerful. Sorry. If I say, there is energy level in the spirit. If I say, Jesus, it's not the same thing with your Jesus. I can show you from the Bible. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Why can't we cast this devil out? Jesus said, This kind does not come out except by what? Meanwhile, Jesus did say, Let me go back and fast and pray. He stayed there and casted the devil out. That means he has been living that life before. The guy finally met me and said, Man of God, help me. I took him to an uncompleted building. I raised my, my voice in the name of Jesus. He went down. If you see, demons that left him were gross. Many, many demons, devils. We are leaving him, leaving him, leaving him. When the session of deliverance was finished, I led him back to Christ. He dedicated him, laid hands on him, he got you with the Holy Ghost. That guy, before we left for youth service, that guy was mad for Jesus. He was carrying megaphone from street to street, from street to street, for everywhere for Jesus. You can't do that unless you are on fire. You can't tell a court is for drop or drop is gone unless you see something superior. You think in this talk you are giving, they have heard it, they are hearing it, some of them go to church. They hear the same thing, but they have not heard something that will make them turn away from where they are. And they are believers, look at all the believers that is in this gathering. Jesus, we are too many. If we can get twelve on fire with the Lord, with the Spirit, and we invade this campus, invade departments, invade the land, invade everywhere. We will turn this school upside down, turn Enugu state upside down. We don't have fire. Jesus is crying, do I have people? Do I have people? Who will I send? Who will go for me? Who will I send? Who will go for me? It was after I prayed that prayer that the guy, the one that my roommate those days came back. Finally, the fellowship president just touched him on the head like this. So when the fellowship president touched him, he didn't really fall down, but he shook. 
His body shook. Say, Kai, guy man like me. If others are falling, me too, I will go and fall. He went to the wall like this and leaned on his, his own balance. So make sure you know balance yourself on the wall so that you won't fall. Hmm? Guy man like me. That's the last thing he remembered. He woke up almost two hours later and the fellowship executives surrounded him praying for him. Two hours later. Yes. He prayed in tongues for so long. In fact, he entered this room. His roommates that were caught is ran away. Because he carried a glory, tangible glory. Carried it into the room. And despite the the challenge, the reason why I, the reason the, the part the interesting part is you have not we have not gotten to that place. The interesting part is that the guy continued praying in tongues, so he enjoyed it and slept. The glory God was resting on him throughout the night. So he woke up in the morning, wanted to greet his friend, you know, people around. He wanted to greet, you know, like Jasper, good morning. He wanted to greet, he was tongues. Wanted to greet this person, tongues. Wanted to greet this person, tongues. Wanted to give me knife, tongues. He said, What is happening to me? So, the guy can't speak English, he can't speak vernacular. You see, when we talk about tongues and people have arguments, I just wonder what type of people are they. If I, do you understand now, sir? Does it mean it's not a language? Does it mean people don't understand it? So, because you are ignorant of that language, does it nullify its potency? You see, you see what was the, the people are deceiving themselves. That like you say you don't hear what they are saying. They are saying you are you don't know anything. That in fact, the Bible says when we speak in tongues, them that are unlearned might not understand what we are saying. That word unlearned means something heavy in the Greek. I don't want to say it. It means that in short, your IQ level is very low. So as far as the realm of the spirit is concerned, anybody that doesn't pray in tongues understand the grace of pray in the spirit. His IQ level, no, not as a man, but as in the spirit, is very low. So when we come before those people, we just speak in language that they can understand. We mature men, we want to do real business, we go into tongues. But when we come before general people, dates, we speak what they will understand. Yes. The guy went to class, tongues. Came back, tongues. First day, second day, he couldn't stop praying in tongues. The reason is that he wagered with Jesus. He said, he wagered with Jesus. And I went and said, give me this soul, oh God. Oh, I can't. The worst, you see, when you live here, you have to lay hold on some people and say, if you push the people, you take it. If you notice those people that are hard, those are the people God is even interested I found out that those people that seem as if they are hard, God is interested in them. You see those people that they are, you are not sure of their Christianity, they are with you, they are not with you, they are in church, they are not into, they are not. Those people, 10 years later, God doesn't work with those type of people. God likes people that he knows if he is with you, he is with you. If he is not with you, he is not with you. If he is in, he is in all the way. And that is how God started working with us in campus. So, I come with a testimony. 
in fact, there are people here that know me from my campus days. So if my testimony is wrong, they will also bear witness that I'm lying. But we took that crusade and outreach to out of the 14 hostels in UNM, we took it to 12 of them. We'll be preaching and people will be falling under power in their rooms. Guess what? Most of my partners are ladies. There is a lady, she, she can pray like no, she's in UK doing her masters now. She can pray like nothing else. Every single one of them that labored with us, God has settled all of them. She seek ye first the kingdom of God. God will add every other thing to you. God will add every other thing to you. Seek the presence. Seek the presence. Your life will be beautified. People will flock around you and they say, We like you. We don't know why. I'm telling you what people. I entered orientation camp, NYSC. A pastor met me like this and said, I, I love you. I don't know why I love you. I, I can't explain it. Me that doesn't say anything, I'm normally reserved. Unless they are not, you see this one I'm talking like this because the anointing is on, on me. If it's not on me, I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to. It is always good to speak only when the anointing is on you. You cannot trust your words when the anointing is on you. You can talk, you can say anything. Say some things that, that, that the Bible doesn't support you. You know why I'm saying all these things? I will read a scripture and I will explain something from the Bible. You know when we pray like this, people think it's because we don't know the Bible well. <laughs> I was raised by a man of the world. <laughs> I was raised by, and I'm proud he raised me. But we have found out that we're in the apostolic age. It's not because people are saying it, it's because the Bible said it. That the time we come is the time of the saints. Let me tell you, if you continue to wait for one man of God or one pastor or your fellowship leader or whatever you are to come and help you to do the work that you are supposed to do, starting from your family, you can wait. That is why false prophets are everywhere. They can come and tell you to this, bring this, do that, because you, you have refused to match up. You have refused to stand in your place. You have refused to take the mantle of prayer. You have refused to give yourself in to the revelation that is on your life. And people, they will continue doing it. Because you cannot tell them to go when you have not offered the solution. Is it not true? The truth is that people are suffering and they are looking for help. And you, you don't have the solution. If you have it, we follow you. But you don't have it. Yeah. The time for you to be this, I have gone on. This campus must burn. Whether the devil likes it or not. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, He said in Rama, Rachel was weeping, crying for her children because they were massacred. The challenge, the reason, He said they are innocent children, but they were massacred. You see, let me tell you, you know, somebody told me that uh, I live a life, I don't disturb anybody, nobody disturbs me, I just want to live a good Christian life and just go my way. You don't mean anything. I found out the devil likes people like you very, very well. So that when he deals with you, it, it either you say you are the one that caused it, or you say God is using it to train you, 
or you say that that's how he has been in your family that's how he is around you yes and the greatest weapon of the devil is actually ignorance when you don't know when you don't know when you don't know he likes people like him the bible says the problem with those people is that they are children the day of warfare came and they were children they are innocent but meanwhile they are children so i'm trying that you are born again is in fact you don't know born again means for you to be born again is the beginning of the journey is not to go and relax a whole new chapter is open for you to take advantage of jesus is trusting on you if you enter heaven let me even tell you the greatest judgment in heaven i know they have been telling you is hellfire and all those things the greatest judgment in heaven is not the white one judgment is the judgment seat of christ where everybody will come and give account of how he dealt with the gifts the allotments the positions the equipments the things that god gave you do you know the opportunities you have other people didn't have how did you manage it what was the profit that you brought for the kingdom of God? Somebody was giving two talents, somebody five. Somebody was giving one. The one person that was giving one went and hid his own. <laughs> there is no revival without prayer. I have found that in Southeast that you have done many things but pray accurately. People, I'm not saying people are not praying, you know. If you go to church, it's what you raise. I see when I say this thing, I say it knowing that me too came from there. So I'm not saying I'm not saying it in such a way that I am feeling self-righteous. No, I'm saying it that God had mercy on me and delivered me. And then I'm showing you the same thing so that you too will be delivered. I know some people won't believe it, but it is true. You know all those. <laughs> I'm not saying you see, no. Well, you can continue there too, but it's not really the issue in the kingdom. They are heavier matters. You know those fall and die, fall and die, fall and die. I'm sorry. Is is in the Bible? Even if it's good, I have found out that me, I'm result oriented. How many of us is result oriented? You want to do something that will produce results. You see results. It's not just spending energy. You are not seeing anything. I pray that prayer, Holy Ghost fire, and all those things. The result I had is just five percent. I'm not saying there is no result, but it's five percent. And the worst part is that those prayers lack the capacity to change the man inside, the character, bad attitude. Lost is still there, is not going. You still have your boyfriend, you are saying when you go fire. You still have your girlfriend, you are still saying you collect extra money from your parents and lie. You still say when you go fire. You do many things, you still say when you go fire. You are, you are a liar, you are a joker. That's why you are not powerful now. The devil come, you can't cast it out. I mean, believers are here. If you do altar call, if I say two things now, because when I did altar call, some people felt they, they are good. They are good. If we really analyze this thing, you find out that some of you should come out here and start weeping. That God should have mercy on you. Because your life is substandard. And when your life is substandard, you don't have power with God. You cannot cause change in your campus. People look at you and say, What 
is it about you that you even make me change and follow you? You are not anointed. You are not powerful. Your word is not strong. You don't have prayer life. We have, we have the same standard. You listen to the same music. We do the same setting. We do everything to get together. And suddenly you want something to happen. No, the devil knows you. Uh, he likes you to stay there. But let me tell you, if you pray this type of prayer, we are praying. Suddenly, your will will be strengthened. Suddenly, you will be transformed in your inside. This campus is waiting for those people that is on fire for Jesus. Then your prayer becomes powerful. If you pray for two hours, you see the result. If you pray for one hour, you see the result. If that thing you think you understand in the Bible, you don't know the Bible. See, I read and studied the Bible for years. I thought I knew the Bible until one thing happened. It's an encounter. I had an encounter. I know some of you don't believe this thing, but I, I, I will have to talk about an encounter because there is an encounter for a few people here. I don't know if it's for many people. The truth is that God doesn't need everybody. It's not everybody here. I'm not naive to think that everybody here will enter into it. It's all about your hunger, your desire, your openness to what God is doing. And God, the Bible says, in the book of Acts chapter 10, when Peter came to the house of Cornelius, he said, Kai, now I know that God is no respecter of persons. God is no, you know, God doesn't look at your face. No, he doesn't look at your face. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows you. I found out that nobody knows you. If you like, be fine. Oh. If you like, don't be fine. Oh. If you like, be handsome. If you like, don't be handsome. <laughs> the devil doesn't know you. I, I, I went to Kaduna one day for a crusade and I went there. I saw a lady so beautiful with makeup and everything. You will never believe that demon will come. The devil is wicked. Oh. See, you have to have something. Oh. You will never believe that somebody like this, that the devil has the, the heart. The devil is heartless. Cry! If you see somebody that beautiful, even me, I will not. You know, there are some people, they are so beautiful, you, feel, you don't want to slap the person. Even if the person do something wrong, you just allow the person. The devil likes those people so that when he disgraces you well, people will say, Kai, look at him. He wants to disgrace the work of God. Mango, make a mockery of the goodness of God. I saw the lady. When I came, we are talking just like I'm talking, just, just like it's normal. Anytime I minister, if anybody is, if there is a demonized person, even here, that demon is normal. That demon, demons don't stand my presence. And I wasn't born like that. It was when I encountered the fire. The fire dimension. The fire dimension. I know you don't believe it. When I was being in service, I fasted. <laughs> uh, we fast 72 days, 80 days. We pray. I prayed every night for 8 months. I, don't, I didn't pray one prayer for myself. All my prayer is that, that the fire of God will engulf the whole of the vicinity of our people, of our people. Let the foundation and altar of fire be laid so that every other person that comes after me will be baptized with the same fire. I heard the news recently that fire is still burning there. The fire of revival is still burning there. 
sleep on him there. Every night I prayed and prayed and cried and prayed. Till somebody met me one night and said, This way you are you will die, yo. This way you are praying, you will die. See, you will die. What he didn't know is that some, something has possessed me. You might look at me and say I'm slim, but inside I'm like I'm like a Micano generator. No, ten times Micano. I power a city. Some of you can't power your life, but we power a city. <laughs> God is looking for who will power Parklane, and He has up to hundred people. And Parklane is not lit until your lecturers come by the, in the back and say, "I need Holy Ghost from you. Show me the Bible. You are you have not caught real fire." I like that too. I like that too. Now, do you know that after all those things that happened, that fire dimension continued in me. All I needed to do sometimes is to look at in the eyes of a demonized person and that demon will come out. I looked at the eyes of the lady. In fact, before I entered the crusade ground, the whole place is already engulfed with the fire of God. It's only normal. People will know that the cloud of God's presence and fire has engulfed the place. They can't explain what is happening. But it's a temple in the spirit. It is because we have touched something. One of those days, we are praying after many moons when I was doing my youth service. And one of us looked up in the heavens and he saw a vision. And in that vision, a seraphim came and he hung upon our prayer meeting. And he carried a pot, just like Isaiah. He carried a pot. And inside that pot was fire. Inside was a fire. We saw the fire. So the, the, the mystery of revival is not a mystery to me. I encountered God and He gave me a template of revival. And I know the things to do. So when I speak of it, it's not just a speaking, it's not just a preaching or a prayer. It's a spirit that I carry. It's a spirit of prayer. And I tell you, I know by God that nothing comes, nothing can come that you call revival except it comes from the wind of prayer. We have done many things in the body of Christ. We have done many things in the southeast, brother. A self pray and groan until the hand of God rests upon us in a strange way. I will be in the library reading, and people will come and meet me and say, You are a pastor, and be telling me their problems. I dress on Jean and on Apollo. What told them? There is a spirit for him. It's a spirit. It's an unction. It's a mantle. It's from that day. I knew that there is a template that God has put for us in these last days. That every one person that will be as strong as David, when you carry your bosom a fire that cannot be quenched, when you pour water in it, it burns even higher. It burns even stronger. It burns even faster. It burns even more terrible. Till this temple is consumed and all of Enugu State will bow to the worship of Jesus. There is a kingdom that cometh and in that kingdom only Jesus and Jesus alone will be seen. And that mandate has been given to us that we establish the mandate of Jesus by, by, by giving ourselves to prayer until the counsel of God comes to pass. We give ourselves no sleep. It's, 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 it's David that said, I will not give sleep to my eyes. Neither will I give slumber to my eyes until I find a resting place for the God of Jacob. I have seen this ark in Ephraim. We have heard of him. We 
and we have built the house for him. Until that day it was Solomon that, that showed the reality. He said, God has decided to dwell in darkness. We have built a house for him. We have built a place of habitation. Come out of God, thou and the ark of thy strength. Rest upon this campus that the eyes and glory will be seen. And no man again will deny that God is in our midst. That we carry the eternal one in our bosoms. His reality is manifest in our lives. came, he actually asked us for permission. He asked us for permission. He said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to break that pot of fire? When God, uh, this is, now when we pray, things happen. But this is the reality of what is in the spirit. In the spirit, what happens is that there are specific type of angels that are in charge of revivers. They are called the seraphims. They are the ones that are the custodians of God's holiness. Their dwelling place is the, is the ghost of fire. So when they want to preach a man, some, some of you, your life is so pure. You still have a lot of impurity in your soul. You still struggle with a lot of weaknesses, a lot of things. You have not encountered the fire that burns in your bosom. Sometimes that fire will boom and burn and burn. It seems as if my heart will fall out. I mean it. My heart, I will just hold my heart like this. I will be crying and I will use what I'm dabbing my heart like this. What is happening to me? Am I still a normal human being? No, I'm not normal like you. I encounter them now. Yeah. And he was doing this in campus too. I, I was praying. I fasted for I fast four to five days every month in prayer and my Bible and books. Every month, one month, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen months. It was on the fourteenth. I encountered the Lord in my room. I was in my room in room four. 314 in Joko was there in UNN. Thursdays it was strike. People were not around. If you travel, that the strike is even good for people like me. I enjoy it. Because I will lock up myself from morning till night. Sometimes I study Bible for 48 hours. I won't even know that it's 48 hours. I'll be caught up in the realm of the spirit. See, let me tell you, there are realities in God that you don't know. That's why you are not praying. I'm not praying to receive anything, but I've seen the God, the God of the Bible. I have touched him. I can't deny him again. That's why I talk like this. You can't talk the way I talk. If you have not encountered something, it gives you the audacity. It gives this is what happens. If you speak of what truly happens to you, that very spirit that granted you that encounter will come and bear witness to the heart of people. And even bear witness. The Bible says the God working with them, confirming the word, not their word, the word with signs following. So if so be that is the word of God, a reality that is trapped in the realm of the spirit, things you have encountered, things you have with God, then when you say it, God comes and bears witness to it. Sister, God is looking for you. Don't look for anybody. It's, it's you. It's you. It's you. I don't even know why I'm pushing. I was normal like every other person. In fact, my mother told me, you are a, a handsome young man. You don't need anything to disturb this your skin. You are, you are delicate. You know, when I was small, they used to carry me around so much. You know, 
He said, I should just finish school and find one office. He, he said, you just be a normal believer, you know, be a believer, you know, and all that. Even my dad said, when I'm 40 years, I should start ministry. And they are, see, um, they are not unbelievers, so they are pastors since 1990s. So, that, so you now know. But I encountered, I encountered something. I was with some tape. Those days it was very hinted. I have been watching that tape for some time, for some time, for some time, for some time. Watching it for like two weeks. Then that day, it was around 5 to between 5 to 6 p.m. in the evening. Suddenly, this is my room like this. This is the door. I was lying. Nobody is around. The hostel is almost scanty. And suddenly, a light appeared from the door. When that light entered me, that glory rested on me till daybreak. You know, I went for prayer meeting tomorrow. We had prayer. I held hands with everybody. They fell under power. They fell. Not as if I am pushing anybody down. They fell. So I said, Why is it that all the time people fall under power? Me, I'm not falling. I wanted to fall my own. They got up. We held hands. They fell again. That's when I said, This thing is coming from my direction. I didn't say anything. I was afraid to say that something has happened to me. No, I was afraid. It's now that I have confidence. You see, I, I left inside my room. When I enter, if I say, <laughs> Oh, my God. It is our eyes of seen. We have held our hands up to is that day if I say thank you Jesus my, if I say thank you Jesus a fresh oil with joy and love will just pour from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet I touched the reality of Jesus from that day it was from that I was willing really I thought I was willing to I can stand persecutions I didn't know I can stand persecutions there are things coming away people will try to stop you from from following God the way you are following God until you drink of that wine that makes a man mad you can't survive that evil day the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 6 he said a day will come when a, a, a valley of, of roots will go for a certain thing but on that day hops not the oil and the wine on the day of trouble on the day of scarcity on the day of persecution tribulation there's only one thing that can make you to survive the oil capacity and the wine capacity you'll be so drunk in the spirit that you even know that somebody is, is accusing you Somebody is, is trying to pull you back. You are so drunk and gone. There are many, many days I will be in my room. Studying, I will be caught up in the spirit. I will be so lost. For days, sometimes, 14 days, my dad has not seen my face. One day he came in and said, I'm not. And I opened. He opened and said, it's not normal for somebody to be here. What who do you say you are with? You are not talking with somebody. You are not yet. You are enjoying yourself. 
what type of life is that it's an abnormal life something has gone wrong until you have that in there you can't conquer your world you don't know how cruel this world is oh you are still protected maybe you are still with your mother you are still with your father you have not faced anything you have not faced real challenge it is something as simple as taking a train is still a problem for you they still tell you about the fire, about junction. It's still a big thing for you to do. You, 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 you need a revelation. After that day, my life turned around. If I come and preach to people, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even through with preaching. They will give their life to Christ because something has touched my tongue. You know why I'm saying this thing? I'm just saying all this is so that I've not read my scripture. You know, I'll read one because if I don't read some of you here, some of my religious friends will say this guy didn't even read the Bible. I think the Bible didn't say you are you are my living epistle. Have you not heard it? Preach the word, see and hear and read. Some people have not opened the Bible. The only way they know God exists is because they see me. Because they see you. For example, you come and say, I can't cheat. Somebody say, Ah, cheating is it bad? You see, you didn't cheat. You are working in an office and they brought bribe. You didn't collect. Meanwhile, you can collect and nobody will know. You didn't collect. And he came and now asked you. Because it is until you are able to live that life that people will come and ask you questions. Why is it that you have opportunity to sin and you didn't sin? Some of you here, you are still, you, you, you need this, you know. The reason why you are still, you have not fallen, you have not even entered is because you are still protected. When the opportunity comes for you to sin, on that day your strength will be tested. And when a man falls on the day of adversity, his strength is little. That's why when we come to prayer, we gather strength, we gather momentum, we gather stature. Elijah caught down fire. But when Jezebel appeared, he said, Jezebel swore and said, This night I will have your head. The man of fire ran away. He ran away. And the angel came and said, met him and said, Give him food and say, Eat and drink. But the journey is too far. See, when I was fasting those 13 months, I didn't know the importance of this scripture. But anytime I go and fast, God will take me to that scripture. And he will simply tell me, Eat and drink, for the journey is far. Every time my sister has a vision, she will see me where I'm about to go on a journey, and my mother will cook food and give me, and I will eat. And I want to be say, Come back, eat again. This thing happened for long, for years. So when you see people like us running, we are running with an energy that is no human. No, you cannot do some of the things we do with your normal. You will die, you will faint, you will break down. You can't sustain it. So all I'm trying to do this night is to do an induction ceremony where you will be shifted from 
your superficial reality to something that is higher in God. If I can induct you in that realm, then you can start moving. Some of you, all it takes is for as you are moving in this place, Jesus will appear to you. I know you don't believe some of these things. I've been teaching Sunday school, teaching Bible studies, and Jesus appeared to people in my Bible studies. In fact, there is somebody here that can bear me witness to it. So some of the things I say you might think is big. No, I don't even say the reason. There are people here that can bear me witness to it. Not people one, two. your hands. Just sit down. Just sit down. Lift up your hands. Say, Jesus, touch me this night. Pray it a little. Do something for me this night. Don't allow me to stay in this cold. Leave my sleep. Leave everything. Leave my books. Leave everything and still be the same. Hey! No, no, no. It's an error. It's an error. Something will drop on your life. Something. Something will drop. A mantle will drop on you. A mantle will drop on you. An equipment, a weapon, a fire, a garment. A garment will drop on you. The Bible says, God has not called the sheep of Jacob to seek him in vain. Just a little more. Ask him. Ask him. Your family is crying, crying. Who will deliver us? Who will deliver us? Who will deliver us? Who will deliver us? When will a man arise? 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 When will a woman arise? The compass is crying, groaning. The Bible says the earnest expectation of the creature waited, waited, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. He said the creature has been held bondage, not willingly, but we were held bondage by that which I held everything. Till the sons manifest. Now I will read the scripture so that it will be recorded that I read the scripture. The book of Acts chapter 1. I'll just read the scripture and I'll show you why I took, I spoke the way I spoke. Uh, let me start. Uh, I'll just read verse 8 and uh, verse 14. Okay, verse 7. And he said unto them, This is Jesus. It is not of you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. We don't have time to do Bible study. The Bible did not say witnesses for me. He said witnesses unto me. There are two very different things. Witnesses for me is what believers think they are doing. When you go and do evangelism, eh, and nobody is born again, what you are still doing is witnesses, witnesses for me. Yes, because there is a, 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 a way, a, a particular way to which you witness for Jesus. The Bible says the light is coming. It says John the Baptist will come with the spirit and the power of Elijah. And a man of God was saying, I was in that meeting, he said, what believers have sometimes, some of them have the spirit of Elijah. 
they don't have the power some of them have the power they don't have the spirit but the Bible says you come with the spirit and power of Elijah so just like I said before I was a witness for Jesus I went and preached to somebody he didn't get born again but the Bible says you will be witnesses unto witnesses unto let me make it simple it simply means that people will see an aspect of me in you that will be compelling enough for them to shift from where they are and come to where you are because they have seen Jesus so for example if people have not seen sufficient Jesus in campus or around your life you, you are not an accurate witness <laughs> we are going to pray and when we pray the fire of God will fall in this place <laughs> I know you don't believe but sometimes God goes beyond our unbelief you know that time that the disciples and apostles said help our unbelief Jesus still went ahead and did what he did so the Bible says and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth verse 14 now says these all okay if you are in 14 are you in 14 verse 14 are you there okay let's read it together one two ready go these all continued with one accord in prayer and what with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren that's where I want to stop. These all continued in prayer. The greatest thing God did for me is to baptize me with the spirit of prayer. Do you know people can do many things? But what people find how to do is to just pray. People can talk about prayer, but to pray is another thing. I found out. But people like us, we don't preach prayer, we don't talk prayer. We pray prayer. I don't preach prayer, I pray prayer. Sometimes it's not that we should be balanced in what we are doing. The thing catches up with me. Sometimes I can be caught up in the place of prayer for 12 hours. 13. I know you don't believe it. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I tell you what I do. <laughs> not one day, not two days. I tell you of what has become my lifestyle. I didn't get there just when I, I used to struggle with 30 minutes. With one hour. But I made up my mind. I started begging God for grace to help me to pray. Let me tell you, for every man that decides to abide, to work with God and ask Him for grace, He will give you. The only reason why you have not started working in it is because you are, you are not desperate to receive that grace. Before you know it, the people that started before you, you have thrown them. Pass them by far. I want you to stand on your feet and help me and sing this song as you pray. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. One, two, ready, go. Let's sing it together. He, my heart, broke that's thou what's called holy do not pass me by God is raising an army in these last days pass me not to tend to save my own 
desire in your bosom. I want you to sing this song with me. Mean it in your, if you mean it in your heart, I promise you one thing. This night, Jesus will encounter you. No, Jesus, that's one I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Join us with your neighbor. Let us sing this song. You roll, roll by roll, roll by roll. Roll by roll. Once you finish with the song, we can move into prayer, bro. Let's agree together. Let's have a hear our voice. Sing it, Christ, weep. Pass me not again to save
I want you to join us too with people if you can. If you cannot, it's okay. If you can, I want you. There is something about joining us. You share grace. If you want to join to join, if you want to join to join three or four, as you are led by the Spirit. There is a mystery about joining us. You share grace. It's possible you are somebody is operating at a higher grace than you. When you hold hands with the person, the grace that is on that person enters you. That is actually what is when we say let's share the grace, that's really what he means to share grace. It's not those poems that we recite after service. No, the re-sharing of grace is if I have grace when I hold your hands, my grace will enter you. That's really what it means to share grace. Because you are going to push. Before a baby comes out, there is a pushing. You don't just give it. There is a pushing. There is a pushing. But when you now give it, and the mother sees the baby, she's glad. But the days of pushing is not always, is not too beautiful. <laughs> but we, we have to push. We have to push. We have to push. What we are trusting God to do is what we, we at last you in Park Lane. At last you. At last you. At last you. If we end at your time, it is not from God. It's not a real thing. It's superficial. We want to get something. We want to get something that will touch southeast. You need to get something that you can handle, you can touch, and touch your generation. You need to get something. I've not seen anything useful that is not better, that, that it doesn't take groaning to, be, to get. Hey! My altar is calling you over. My altar is calling you over. Take my prayer. Somebody cry to God. Tell him your altar, your heart, your hunger, your hunger, your hunger. He's crying to him, he's calling him. My hunger, my hunger. Hey! 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 My hunger, my hunger. Let's see your hunger. If you are truly hungry for Jesus, it is not by mouth, it is by action. You have to show it. You have to show it. My altar is calling you. Man to me.